So I think San Francisco entered California's yellow zone and Marin just moved from purple to orange. Does that sound accurate? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that means everything's over and we can just, just wander around a whole bunch now. Yeah. Risk, risk reduction now, Carlos. That's what risk, we're doing. Risk reward. <laughs> Fight or flight or whichever. <laughs> Game theory. Um, I think you're thinking of Prisoner's Dilemma. <laughs> no. You, wait, which one's which? Which one are you? Um, we're dusting off all the old faves right now. Have we? Did we ever figure out what the difference between the two was? A Prisoner's Dilemma is... No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I think we've done, we've done this bit like 12 No, there's no the bit. Show. I just wanted to make sure I remember the difference. Wait, are they different? Hold on. Until I, wait, don't tell me. Oh, yeah, game they're, they're totally different. Okay, moving on. Yeah. There was that one. There was that one polycyclic class we took. There, there they... was and that guy. That guy had a. I like. I assumed there was some like secret bet with uh, the <laughs> chancellor of, or like the the UC, um, whoever the new equivalent of um, what's his name? Like uh, Peter Yang, Henry Yang, the Henry chancellor Yang. of UCSB. He's, uh, st- he's still there, I think. What was the name? Because the only thing I remember about my diploma, uh, which still sits in IKEA frame, is that it um, has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's that's, pretty good. I mean, for because having gone to college during the like right as the recession was in peak um, swing, that is the only upside of having been, having those dates overlap. Is that uh, the governor's signature is there? Well, it's a good thing in um, after 2010, we stopped letting um, entertainment personalities run for political office, right? Well, so I I understand where you're going with that, but also, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, uh, although he wasn't that effective, he's actually not bad. Oh, no. He's actually been a rare. Yeah, because like he's not in this because. The, you are right where there was kind of this run where there was Jesse Ventura's government governor of like Minnesota or one of those states almost said something that you did it out. <laughs> um, and then uh, Al Franken became a problematic senator. Um, and then and then we had the governor. And then, yeah, it kind of kind of kind of went to a bad, bad place. Like, have you ever seen that show? The Good Place? No. OK, we'll we'll talk about TV in a bit. But um yeah, I don't know. It, it it got bad, and America has a chance to fix that in uh, six days' time. Mm. And if we don't get the results uh, at eight oh one Pacific, you know what? We're all we're all anyway. So where where was I going with this? With the orange to yellow or purple to orange? Oh, so I was going to use that as a joke to say I'm taking more walks, but I was doing that anyway. Um, so walking through the neighborhood. And we have somebody who uh, who either just majorly renovated their house or just moved in. I can't really tell because it was under construction for a while. But and I put this in the in the show doc, and I couldn't think of a better way to phrase it. Where I put uh, recycling day neighbor judgments, but I don't think that's the right way to phrase it. So what that means is, do you ever have somebody who? Let me ask. In your neighborhood, since you moved into your house, have you had people who have moved into houses nearby? Yes. Yeah. So do you ever do the thing? And this is and judgment is the wrong word, but where you have them, when you just move into a place, you have a lot more recycling than you normally would, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So with that, a lot of times you will see the electronics there, the broken down boxes of all the electronics they're populating their house with. Yeah. You know what new TV they bought? You betcha. 
Bingo. Wow. Oh, same wavelength. I like this. So this new neighbor, they they moved in or they either moved back into their own house they renovated or they moved in the neighborhood three weeks ago. And, and they've been slowly parceling out the recycling. So you first off, they have an LG uh, C9 uh, 55-inch OLED TV. Nice. So they're on team uh, OLED. So good for them. Mm-hmm. The other part that I want to talk about, so, and they had some Eero boxes, but they also had a lot of Sonos boxes. Like how many, like, what's a lot? How many are we talking about? Enough where they weren't like just boxes because like, this is like, because I drive past this house every single day and I've been, when you're walking, you see it. So, um, enough where like, I assume like the Sonos play one probably comes in a fairly small box where these were large enough boxes where you see them like for recycling day like not tv sized box but pretty big so i assume that they got some play fives or maybe a sonos beam so my question here the reason i bring it up is is sonos still like kind of the the dominant leader in whole home audio where people are buying like outfitting their whole house with sonos i would kind of assume with the rise of echo devices and with the google home slash nest slash back to google home stuff i would think not no i I would think most of the smart speaker stuff has taken over that because i think for a huge chunk of people an echo device is fine for listening to music even though like you know the the marcos of the world and maybe even like you and i would you know not be in favor of that but i mean the the echo dot and the like so i've got i've got the echo well, I don't I don't have any Echo Dots plugged in anymore, but I've got the second gen like media like de facto Echo, an Echo Show 8 and a couple of Echo Spots and none of them sound good. Like so that's where and you've got Sonos Play 1s with Echo built in, which I think I, which is this this that's just the Sonos 1 with the microphone. That's the one that has the lady in a can built in. Yeah, yeah. And then I have the beam, oh, you have, you have not, which is yeah, the soundbar, which is the, the soundbar. So we are a three Sonos speaker home. Well, so and we'll circle back to this. Um, I'm sorry. Um, we'll we'll get back to that subject of whole home audio a little bit later in the show. But um, are you happy with the sound quality of the Play ones? The Sonos ones, not Play ones. The play one is literally something different. I'm just I'm just saving you from the fall. I think you're wrong though. Uh, as the owner of two of them, I'm telling you I'm not. They're just called the Sonos one. Okay. The the play I was, one. I, was, I, I I yes. So the, I the, the I, play one is just the same right, speaker right. but a little cheaper without Lady in a Can integration. I'm trying to do some cross talk here because I know you hate it. So therefore, you're more likely to take out me being wrong in the show. Oh no no! I'm not, I would never take that out. No. <laughs> take all the bits where I'm wrong out, but. Unless I strategically make it uh, drop in reminders throughout the show where it's too much of a pain in the ass to edit. <laughs> um, you are right where... Uh, uh, I'm upset I had to say that. Um, where... Because <laughs> I've been Go- I've been into Sonos' site many times over the past week because I've been researching a few things. Uh, actually, to, to peel back the onion, one more layer. If you go to Sonos uh, on their thing, apparently you get a six-month like free thing disney plus for some reason if you buy any Sonos speaker and they're advertising the baby yoda show i don't understand why oh i yeah they they did a they did a cross promo thing with uh the mandalorian 
Um, but what is the Sonos aspect of that? Like, I don't see how, you, other than saying like, hey, this this high budget show sounds good on our speakers. Like, I don't see what the tie-in is. I, I think that's the extent of it. That's pretty, pretty, that's kind of phoning in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, you are right where it's, it's just called the Sonos one because the, the, the reason I'm confused is that they still sell the Sonos play five. Correct. And that's, I think the only one that has the play name because they also have a Sonos move, which is, well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Um, so you see, you, do you think the Sonos ones sound fine? Would you say they sound good? I, I think they're. Yeah, I think they're okay. I think the Sonos yeah, that's one, an endorsement, though, or that, that's because that sounds very cautious. It would just fine. I think but... for, for the for the Sonos the Sonos ones, I think for what they are for for their price, um, as kind of like a better sounding Echo speaker, with they're they're good. Um, the thing the thing I would say is in in terms of price though, two hundred dollars isn't that cheap. No, like, no, no, not not cheap. But I think. If you look at what else is out there for two hundred dollars, I think they're probably pretty competitive. Mm, okay. The thing that I have been always a little disappointed by in my Sonos setup is the beam. It's it's okay, but it's I don't know. I I wish I would have sprung for a higher quality soundbar. Yeah. <sighs> And I've, you know, I've thought about doing because so with Sonos, you can do a thing, which, which is kind of neat on paper, where you can take a beam and you can pair it with a couple of Play Ones and the Sonos Sub. And you can actually get like a pretty cool, like kind of home theater surround sound setup with that. But then the issue is, I mean, you're in this thing for like 1400 bucks at that point. Mm-hmm. At which point, there's probably better, less proprietary. There's options definitely, drop yeah. I mean, you could you could do the full receiver thing and with your wired speakers and all that for a better sounding setup for way less money at that point. So, so yeah, I don't know the 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 Sonos ones. I, I think are pretty good, um, but the yeah, the, the I think the reason the Beam disappoints me a little bit more is that we use the Beam a lot more for because I mean it's connected to our main TV. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Sonos ones, you know, we we listen to music on them occasionally, but they're they're really primarily, you know, echo devices. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll 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 circle back to this in, in a little bit, but um, yeah, because that's that's the problem where I kind of I might I decommissioned the uh the stump echo because I was getting too much crosstalk with the or it was always trying to take over for whenever I was in the kitchen or whenever yeah. I was at my desk, like mm-hmm. it was just having it there was there was not enough times where it actually answered when it was supposed to to make it still worth being there yeah the the thing that i've thought about but i don't think would work very well is i i'd kind of like to get um an echo device with a screen in the kitchen for like timers and things and i know this has echo the spot man mm-hmm, this has the the carlos gomez seal of approval mm-hmm but my my concern with that setup would be that we have one of these Sonos One speakers in the the living room, which is is basically just part of the kitchen. It's it's all one you know open space, um, and it it makes sense for that speaker to be there. And I I don't think I would want to move that speaker, but then I'd be afraid that whenever you'd invoke the trigger word, it you know it would be pretty fifty fifty whether it would go to the right one. 
I feel like that might be worth trying because Amazon, like they, I think they accept returns until like January 31st right now. Um, because if you have the echo spot in a corner, the way the beam forming things work is if you're talking in its direction, it's fairly self-contained. My issue is just that my kitchen, living room, office area is just kind of like just one big open space where that stump echo was um, always trying to jump in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I could try it. But I mean, even with the three Sonos devices we have, I mean, we don't have a very big house. And so it's it's not very uncommon for us to invoke the trigger word and for getting a lot of overlap. Not a lot, but it happens enough where it's kind of annoying. Where a fourth might be too much, might be a crowd. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so to round out uh, um, uh, Recycling Day judgments. So yeah, so again, cool. But I feel still the whole reason why I brought that up is I feel like um, Sonos is still kind of the providence of like, that's something that uh wealthier folks use to show that they like if if you're if you're if you're rich you you've got a you're a sonos house uh they i think kind of started that way maybe but have since pivoted towards the more like mid-range part of the market maybe of like well because that's the thing when the sonos beam came out it was very like i it was surprisingly aggressively priced apparently it, like you said it doesn't really sound amazing so it's maybe commensurate with the price but even the arc which is their like high-end soundbar is 800 it's 800 but that i mean high-end soundbars that's kind of what they are well yeah but i mean well yeah i mean that's that's what the bose thing cost but i i i was a sucker and i bought it right before they made the um the one that had alexa built in yeah well that that was the thing with the the sonos soundbar is at the time that we got the beam Sonos had a better sounding um, soundbar at that time. I think it was even called the Arc still. I think it was just called the Play Bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But it didn't It didn't have Lady in a Can integration. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I've, I actually, like, I'm a big proponent for, like, home theater setups. I think speaker and, like, sound setup is, is equally important to picture quality. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit of a bummer to have this like really amazing OLED TV and mm-hmm. have a C C minus soundbar. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have any bass. Is one of the problems. Yeah, fair. And, that, and 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 I've heard really, really, really good things about the Sonos sub and like you know the setup with pairing it to the beam is super easy. It's like, it's wireless. It, that's great. But it's, it's $700, which is just like, man. Yeah. But then that way you can watch inception the way that it was supposed to be made. <laughs> Still a movie I haven't seen. Oh, you should, you should see inception. That's no. a good one. I, Cause I think it's crossed over into most people think it's a dumb now. Cause I think for a minute it was kind of like a, a smart person movie sort of, no, not smart no, person movie, but I, I feel like people, been... I think people like for a minute gave it more credit than it deserved as being like a, Hey, this movie's got depth when it doesn't. Well, that's, that's every Christopher Nolan movies like that. Oh, it's, it's a tenant movie. Yeah. Huh? Oh, good. Good for, good for him. Yeah. I think make Inception too, while nobody needs to go outside their house. That still <laughs> feels super like I, was it he, was it him? he that pushed for its release or was it the studio i I think it was both got it yeah i i I, like again i don't ever want because again he seems like a very esteemed director but 
kind of super happy it failed just because it felt oh, me so super selfish to do at that time and just uh what's the arrogant is the term yeah no it, it was it was terrible it's it's yeah it's, it's really bad there's plenty of other things to be more upset about but it's it's bad yeah all right rounding out the recycling thing the only other thing i will remark about this house which again there's no context to so this can't be um that judgmental is are you familiar with the, i just sent you an instagram link are you familiar with this like design aesthetic or these specifically these numbers? No. So you don't see these all the time. Like so whenever like somebody does like a fixer upper style thing, not not a uh Chip and JoJo style thing, but like a somebody has taken over a building and they want to make it look fancier and they they put these numbers outside. You've never seen these these numbers or this font before. No, I mean, I, I guess I, I probably have, yeah, and I, and I, I think I see where you're going with this. Yeah, I, like I have not a horse in this game, but there, there's a a branding blog that I read called uh, Brand New from the under, under consideration design firm, and um, there was a, a link in passing to what some people have called the uh, gentrification font, which is this specific font where you can go buy the house numbers from Design Within Reach for like fifty bucks a letter. Uh, or number and it's it's got a very distinct aesthetic and if, i guess if you live in the bay area where there's a lot of people with questionable taste um you can tell whenever somebody's remade a house because there are these numbers in front of it and that's all i'm gonna it's it's worth a it's worth a link for design conscious people but uh this new house with all that stuff in the recycling bin has these numbers <laughs> So that's where, again, I, there's a lot of goodwill banked up for the OLED TV, but then um, the X5 and these numbers in the driveway, uh, slightly less so. Wait, so how big of a house is this? Um, well, you've seen the housing prices in my neighborhood, so I think it's three. Three? In the cost. Oh. Uh, but which means it's probably like 18, 1,800 square feet. Yeah. Um, and 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 how many Sonos devices do you think there were? Uh, there were a lot of boxes. Uh, hold on, let me. I'm actually gonna... Like like we think they have like a Sonos in every room kind of thing. I don't. Well, that's the thing. It's 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 whole home. Uh, actually, oh, let me give you. I'm gonna now. Now I'm curious. So hold on. Um, why is Zillow giving me this backwards? Um. It is twenty three hundred square feet, and it costs two point four million dollars. Wow! Yeah, so it's deserving of those fifty dollar design within <laughs> design within reach numbers. All right. Um, well, actually, let's let's rip off the band aid then. Do you can you talk me off the ledge? Uh, with I, I need a strategy for whole home, and by whole home I mean whole five hundred fifty square foot apartment audio. Your co- cozy apartment audio yeah still 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 a dick move saying that <laughs> anyway i don't have a good way because right now I, I i've talked about my beloved um bose SoundLink mini portable bluetooth speaker right i think you had one of these at one point in time i did mm-hmm. like it's the best but the battery in it it's dying and basically the way i will listen to music or podcast is just like by taking that from like room or area to area where I kind of really want a th- an AirPlay 2 compatible setup where I can have a speaker in the kitchen, a speaker in the living room, or ideally a way to interact with my soundbar, a speaker at my desk, and a speaker in my bedroom where I can have 
music or podcasts that sound good everywhere that I can airplay from my Mac or my phone. And right now with Bluetooth, there's enough friction of having to like pair to different devices or say, hey, I want the sound bar to be doing this where it's it's annoying enough where I'm in considering investing in this. And my problem is that the obvious answer is HomePods, which I refuse to do. Do you have any suggestions? So the only thing I would... Like if you're if you're looking for ways for me to talk you out of this, you want to give me a th- better, cheaper solution because right now, just again, carrying a Bluetooth speaker with like now two hour battery life because it's ten years old is not really working anymore. So the thing with AirPlay two, and I don't. This could maybe just be Sonos's implementation of AirPlay two, um, and it, it's possible that's the answer because. It does seem like AirPlay 2 is generally pretty well liked by most people. Yeah. I've found it to be definitely better than the first iteration of AirPlay, but not perfect by any means. It's I mean it's still sometimes just doesn't work or sometimes is really slow to connect. Um but slower than Bluetooth? Occasionally. Mm. Um Again, it's gotten a lot better, but it, it, it's definitely not perfect. But I, I don't, I don't know if that's just a Sonos thing or not. I mean, and that can be a Sonos integration because right now, like, because isn't that the other thing where Sonos is kind of like it's it's got like a, a third rate implementation of all the because like it's not a true Echo. Well, it's it's a th- it's a third rate implementation of everything because it's I mean Sonos is it's kind of its own thing and then it plugs into a bunch of other stuff, but it's not a first party to anything really. So it kind of feels like HomePod, like I. <sighs> If the HomePod mini sound, because I don't like, I I don't want it to do Siri stuff. That actually, so that would be kind of the, probably the thing to do is to wait and see what the reviews of the HomePod mini are. Because I could feel that. I could buy it. That ends up being a good, yeah, that's a good sounding speaker and you buy three of those. That that wouldn't be bad. Because then I could get uh, like two HomePod minis, one for the bedroom, one for the kitchen and find some home, like maybe one or two full size HomePods on the cheap. But the thing is, I would want them to, like, I, I'm very happy with the Echo family of products. Like, I wouldn't want them to be, like, is there a mute switch where I could just be like, I never want Siri to ever do anything. I literally just want to be able to touch the AirPlay button in Control Center and just be like, hey, direct audio over there. And that's it. Because I don't know if you can make HomePods dumb. Yeah, I, I assume you can turn Siri off on HomePods. I would think. I mean, you could turn Siri off on an iPhone. But I well, but the HomePod's purpose of existing in life is to be Siri. Like it's a big Siri ball. Like as where, and I don't think I've ever seen a mic switch on a HomePod. So that's where I feel like you might hmm. not be able to, because that's that was the one interesting part of Sonos, which is they make the Sonos not play just the Sonos One SL, which explicitly doesn't have the microphone. Right. Yeah. So with that, well, and it, yeah, and even with the Sonos One. Although I, I don't know why you would buy the Sonos one if you didn't want to use the voice control stuff. But you, I mean, you could literally just not even connect your Amazon credentials to it, and it would have no way to connect to the lady in the cam. Because that's the thing. Like again, like I've got a bunch of Echoes with screens on them already. So like the Sonos one, when in every implementation, would be worse. Because yeah, HomePod is only two hundred and ten dollars right now. Yeah, I don't know why. Why is so? Um, now I'm going down the rabbit hole of 
looking at Sonos's website. Yeah, it's very confusing, and there's a lot of Yoda on it. <laughs> so they have something called the Sonos port. How's that? Which connects to like your existing home theater system. Well, that's the product they made. It used to be called the Sonos Bridge. And that's the thing. That's how they got their start, which is you could then make your home theater like um, like you could get Pandora and like your iTunes on it. So I and like, you know, now with this thing, you can you can get AirPlay 2 onto it. So like I that all I, I kind of get in concept why something like this would exist. But the part that I don't understand is why is this four hundred and fifty dollars? It used to be way more. Like, uh, uh, hold on. Uh, but it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really seem like it is doing a lot. Like, why, why is it that much money? Am I missing something? Probably. Like, I mean, do you, do you, um, just go do a Google image search for a uh, Sonos bridge. Like, don't, doesn't this product like look super familiar? Like that used to be what Sonos did forever. And that used to cost like so much money because they were the old, like they had like a huge, like decade long uh like uh head start oh no it's called the sonos connect amp um they had a huge head start on everybody else for um like making your dumb receiver smart but then so i i I didn't even i'm sorry i didn't follow your directions because i'm (laughs) i'm looking at something else on their website which is called the sonos amp which is Apparently something different, which is six hundred and fifty dollars. Which which sub which uh, subsection of this is is it under architectural? This this is all just on the on the homepage. Oh, oh which below, for some reason has volume. a horizontal scrolling feature. What the? Wait, so so why would I not want for high fidelity? Oh, bold base, but I like sound anywhere. Why don't I want all of these? <laughs> Ugh. very confusing again for every room the one sl again allegedly that's my answer but i don't because i don't like returning stuff oh i know don't yeah don't get me started on that i hate returning stuff like i'll uh, return i'll return something if it's defective like or sure, got oh, damage sure. in shipping but like i don't like i'm not somebody who yeah i just i feel guilty but also like i feel like the only way to test this out if i was going to do it would to be to buy two or three one sls and that's just like a lot of time and effort and also like waste for the company in case it sucks right so again so for traditional stereos for wired speakers what is the difference i yeah that's what i'm asking you i don't know um i guess maybe to to round out the sonos (laughs) topic and to just get the one last sonos complaint off my chest here just while we're airing all our sonos grievances um the sonos move I was semi excited when they announced that because I'm thinking like, oh, you know, can have something like in the backyard to yeah. kind of, you know, extend the Sonos setup to the outdoors. Like, that's really neat. Four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Like for a speaker that I'm probably like not even going to ever turn up that loud because, you know, it's in my backyard and I'm surrounded by four other houses so that has been in my amazon cart for months now and the thing is do you ever keep potential purchases that you want on amazon in your cart and you just check the cart to see if the price has gone up or down uh occasionally i think you can also just add it to like a wish list can't you 
But I, I want to get notified if the price changes because sometimes mm. that'll get me into impulse buy or not impulse buy, but something will get like cross like a cheap enough threshold where I'm like, okay, fine. Now I'll, I'll get whatever paper cutter that was, which I did this week. Uh, I live a boring, very boring life. But no, I've had the Sonos move in there for a while as a potential like solution to my like Bluetooth speaker problem. Um, but the thing is, it's almost always out of stock. So I assume they're moving a lot of them or enough of them at $400 where I too was like, that's kind of expensive. Uh, but yeah, it's never dropped in price and it's frequently five to seven days or out of stock. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's, it's well-designed. It's got like the charging base, it's weather resistant. I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's really nice, but man, it just seems like a lot of money. I mean, but to put in perspective, like the, um, that kind of fairly smallish um Bose sound link that I have um that's dying is that one was two hundred dollars and most of the like remember when those iPod speaker docks were super popular? You well, yeah, well actually who am I asking? Like you were fan number two of uh iPod Hi Fi. How much was that when it came out? I, I never owned one, but I admired it from afar. Well yeah, yeah again I, I'm on team iPod socks and you've always been team iPod Hi Fi and that's been the <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that launched for $350 and most of those, and that was back in, uh, when money was real money, um, in the, uh, mid two thousands. Um, and then, uh, the Bose sound dock and all of those like high end, um, iPod speakers, those were all in the like $300 range. So that's where the move didn't see, it seemed pricey, but not like absurdly. So when's, I'm going to send you, um, and you think I'm just going to be trolling you here, but like, I actually, like, I'm sending this to you legitimately. Yeah, I'm not buying an anchor speaker. No, I'm not, I'm not even, I guess I'm not even saying that this is necessarily for you, but, um, so this is the anchor sound core too. Mm-hmm. This was a chef special, like a year and a half ago. I, I think. was going to say, I, according to Amazon, this is an item that I purchased on <laughs> August 14th, 2017. So I've had this speaker oh, for a little over three years and I mean, it's awesome. It sounds does it sound so good, freaking though? good. No, it it really does. Does it sound like Bose though? Because that's the thing where so many speaker brands like I I don't want loud. Like I don't care about loudness. I care that it sounds good. And most uh, Bluetooth speakers sound terrible. Like every Beats product has sound sounded horrible. The only ones I've ever liked are the Bose Soundlink Mini and uh, Jawbone. Before they went out of business, used to make something called the Jambox. Those sounded great. So does this have like good? Good, like not too much bass, no, but doesn't sound like a tin can. Exactly. I I think it's I think it's really really good. Hold on, does it charge? If it charges with USB C, I'll I'll one click buy right now. It it does not. Micro USB. I I bought this in 2017. Of course, it doesn't come Stop out. Stop making things with micro USB. Stop it. I I'm I was curious to see if how is there not an updated version yet? I was that's what I I was looking. I, I was thinking there must Wait, be an oh, updated no, no. version. There, there is a new there's a new model of this item. Really? Uh, and, uh, yeah. If you scroll down below the price, there's always kind of, hey, this has been superseded. Oh, but sound it's twice the price. Boost. USB C. USB C. USB C. Probably not. Like, see, I don't want anything with micro. Like, my, I, I still hate that my Kindle uses micro USB. Why? Well, like, I feel like there, this, there's something to hide here. There's like somebody's congressional voting record. Like, why, why aren't you just being upfront about this? I'll just do the search on the page USB-C. No, it's not in any... Wait, it has a... It, it has a... 
battery. A solar powered? What is this? It it has a it has a built in fifty two hundred milliamp hour battery that you can oh yeah so like jbl has something similar to this where um uh it it is a bat like it's kind of like a mophie like it's a battery pack for your phone too if you need it to so this is i don't know if this is necessarily an upgraded version of the soundcore 2 this is this just just different different stuff again i still they're being cagey about it i still can't tell if it's USB-C. am closing the tab I, i bet it's not um Anyway, so my, my again, like I don't, I gotta get get a definitive answer. Maybe I'll ask upgrade or something. But like, if if I can make the HomePods dumb, and if the HomePod Mini sounds fine, that might be the option. Can't, can't you literally just Google search now, like disable Siri on HomePod? Disable Siri, HomePod. I'm I'm sure there's a way. Well, no, but you can turn off Hey Siri, but that's not what I want. Well, well, God damn it! Wouldn't that be the, the same thing? Oh, do you have the you have the British Siri? I have Irish Siri, and also oh, sorry, and, did, did I just offend people? <laughs> um, and also, what it thought I said was, "Hey Siri, well, goddamn it!" And now I've <laughs> I'll include a screenshot for the show notes. Um, I'm sorry, Irish Siri. Um, it does make it nicer, or it at least makes it funnier or more amusing whenever um, CarPlay tries to give me Apple Maps instead of Google Maps, and then I want to drive my car into the bay <laughs> because it because it um uh because the directions are in like the the wrong units and stuff i don't know why i did that hey the uh the solution to that carlos is to have a car that doesn't have carplay okay we're not gonna talk about anything this week because i have another topic which is i don't know why but this has been like a pet project for me where i and because I, I don't know if i find it funny or like there's like schadenfreude there but like Whenever I see somebody with like a very expensive car, like th- this, w- this occurred to me two days ago when I was at Trader Joe's and picking up my dry cleaning. Um, somebody was in a Model X, and it was the the hundred D, like it was the expensive Model X, like it was it's yeah. at least one hundred twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And they had their iPhone in one of those little like vent mounts. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, it, I I makes I know I'm sure I'm sure it makes me a bad person, but I was like, yes. You, you, your oh, your car with your with your with its stupid gullwing doors and a fucking like Dell twenty seven inch touchscreen in the dashboard, and you're still using the car mount that somebody with a nineteen ninety eight Honda Civic is using. I don't know why that makes me feel good, <laughs> but like just the whole Teslas don't have CarPlay or Android Auto, or honestly, like I I don't like the way the interface looks like the 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 mapping in media ones like the car the like on the model three the one of like how you adjust like or how it shows you like the autopilot preview and like how you adjust like the air conditioning and stuff like i think that actually looks very nice but the the mapping and the um the media controls it still looks kind of unfinished kind of looks very much like the model s did in 2013 am i working on out-of-date information yeah i think that's out-of-date information i think i think the the mapping in the model 3 looks incredible hold on maybe maybe i'm still yeah i think i think that's one one of the problems with the um if you want to go down a a tesla rabbit hole one of the problems with the model s and the model x which are you know the more expensive 
Teslas. Are they that running there like are. old infotainment stuff? Yeah, they haven't. You know, oh, they really, really haven't. They haven't been meaningfully updated, um, especially in the interior for like a long time now. So, like when you look at the the touchscreen, it's like it's pretty low res. Like that's the thing with the Model Three is it's 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 you know, and I guess the Model Y now too. It's 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 a really high res screen. Um, and yeah, the the, the mapping looks really good. This is what I'm thinking of, which is, um, oh no, this, this date is, um, from 2015, but let me send you an image address, which maybe this is what's in my head of what most, um, Tesla. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That, that's the, um, so the that's early the model ones looked terrible. Like it, it looked like, uh, like the, the icons and everything were super ugly. Yeah, no, that's, that's not at all. Very out of date. The, yeah. But still, it kind of feels like it's just such a dumb, arbitrary thing uh, where, like, because most people, like, again, like, if if people are on their on their fancy Model S's and, and X's are still doing, like, a, some weird $15 plastic car mount to hold up their iPhone, like, that feels like a failure on the part of the car, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really, like, I mean, so, like, with, with my Model 3... I have the little like wireless charging pad, which is underneath the screen. Oh, sure. And I, I don't, I don't know why I would ever have to pick my phone up because like the so Tesla now does the thing where it can like you know it can read your text messages to you and like all that kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't really know why you'd ever um, need to pick up your phone or use your phone. I mean, it was at eye level, so I assume it was for navigation. But that, I mean, that's, that's insane. If you're, if you have a Tesla and you're using your phone for navigation, like, I mean, I don't want to tell people they're using their car wrong, but, but, the, <laughs> but, but they're using their car wrong. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's, you. it's, it's, it's why you buy a Tesla, right? Is, mm-hmm. is for things like the, is it? It's, it's part of the reason I bought a Model 3. Yeah. It, no, well, I mean, I assume it's mostly like the electric car part, not just the, hey, the, the, the navigation's okay. Yeah. I've come, I've come to like that more than I thought I would, but, but no, I mean, listeners can go back and you know, listen to my justification for buying a model three. And it was, it was primarily about autopilot and it was also just about the, the interface, which is way, way better than, than most cars. And I, and I, to be honest, like, I'm, I'm glad you like CarPlay. I'm glad lots of other people like CarPlay, but I, I CarPlay doesn't really interests me all that much i don't really know what would be better about it than what i have in my tesla selecting podcasts yeah but it's not like i'm flipping between a bunch of podcasts while i'm driving it's like i i, I start playing one when i get in my car and that's usually all i do i mean no disparagement by this but that kind of feels like a casey answer a little bit like i mean like i i feel like that that is a very valid use case where like i mean you, you are right where if, if you're used to how the the navigation system works and also that the built-in tesla navigation has the added benefit of being very strategic about using battery information and projected range to route you to a supercharger like i i will absolutely take it as read that that is very useful but like if you're on a long drive and you don't want to be futzing with your phone because your episode of Planet Money is over, like it is very, very, very nice to be able to safely interact with that in like a native context. I don't know, like if, if you just if you just have your music on shuffle, like sure, 
but I do think that's a very valid use case for it. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's that's fair. And again, and also if you're using the built-in um, navigation stuff, you again you can't get Irish Siri. <laughs> I so I was trying to get. I have <laughs> I have all audio with my navigation turned off. I'm always I've always been that way. Ooh, can I one to round this out? Uh, I gave an endorsement of offline Google Maps uh, last week. Mm-hmm. The one part I didn't uh, remember to recommend is if you use offline maps, but you are like 100% out of cell range for a long time, it uh, Google Maps will make this extremely troubling and, and uh, it will like freak you out navigation tone instead of speaking the, the directions, which makes you feel like I, 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 it's a very alarming sound. I don't know how to, how to say it, but it just makes a, it's so loud and it's just like a boop and it just freaks you out. Anyway. Hmm. Um, okay, so that was, so whole home audio, maybe home pods, who even knows? Um, that, I, I mean, again, like I, I'm not, I'm not here to constantly drag your cozy apartment. It's, it's, it's quite, it's actually very nice. Again, but again, I, I get it, but I want an ability to be able to go from making an espresso to checking my email and catching up on Slack and then doing some stuff in the bedroom and not have to carry a Bluetooth speaker with me. And right now, if I, I don't have a solution for that, I get that it's not like not a huge area, but it's like, unless I'm going to be like a, a terrible neighbor and just like blast Taylor Swift or the daily on the sound bar at an unreasonable volume. Like I can't hear the music clearly in all rooms. So absolutely like I, like I am the king of over-engineered and unnecessary uh unnecessarily complex setups like totally but i can't unless you unless you, like you can think of a better one i i, I do have a better idea okay. yes i'm listening um so when i'm walking around the house from room to room doing chores or like laundry whatever no headphones airpods no like well, why i mean that that's a better solution because i don't like it oh i, I love wearing my airpods like if i'm gonna be yeah, no. I like I do like AirPods, but not in my house. Hmm. It it's like a fundamental thing. Like I I I want to be able to like because let's say I wanted to like lie down for a minute or like I, I like it's just I don't like having to worry that if I am like dusting behind the iMac or something <laughs> that like I, if this is if this is too personal, do you don't have to answer, but how often are you just laying down for a minute throughout the day? Well, no, sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm bored of what I'm doing and I just want to lie down and for like <laughs> I just want to like sit on, I want to lie down on the couch for like 2 minutes and look at corgis on Instagram and then I'll get right back up and I'll finish what I'm doing. Okay, fair. Like I like I don't have a fainting couch. Uh, well, let's come back to that. Uh, again, like you don't ever like do you, you don't ever take like 10 minutes to read in the middle of the day? Oh, sure I do. I just don't have to lay down to do it. You don't ever get comfortable when you read? You just, you just, you just sit at a 90 degree angle in, in front of your multiple screens and like, I, yeah, basically. Yeah. That's not healthy. I, I didn't say I'm healthy. And I am the king of being unhealthy. <laughs> um, Anyway, so 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 no AirPods. I I will sometimes be like uh, like I will sometimes adopt that where I'm like no I'm just I'm running over all over the place and I will, um, put a pop in my Power Beats because those don't fall out. But like I just no I don't I don't want it. That's not a solution to my problem. I think like HomePod Minis might that might be kind of neat. 
Yeah, we'll see. It would be it'd be kind of amazing if those things come out and like the consensus they just sound terrible. <laughs> well, that's the thing where like the Echo Show sounds horrible um, because it sounds way like yeah, I have the bass turned all the way down and it still sounds just like it's and it's like fake bass, so it's not even good. Um, the Echo Spots are fine, but that's just not what they're for. I don't know. I'm, I'm spoiled by that Bose sound like mini. It sound like yeah, Bose sound is good. Bose is really good. That, yeah, that's... They they tune it the right way. Like I I know everybody like the audiophiles always hate Bose, but like I think it sounds good. It's not like Beats where it's just like like all like Skrillexy and stuff where it's all just like heavy drops. Like I don't I don't want that. I shouldn't even look this up because it's probably gonna make me sad. But does Bose have like a they have a I bet they have a sound bar with Lady oh, and Can Yeah, because again I have the Bose Sound Touch three hundred, which was. Six hundred and fifty dollars. They do, and that's they the thing. Do. And a year oh. afterward, they introduced a version with like the the uh, Farfield mics, and it has Alexa, and it's the exact like it it fits on the mounts that I have, so I could swap it out. But I, but I don't think it does whole home audio, or like I don't think you could link it to something else and have it also play in the kitchen. Yeah, you should, I think is, is it the Soundtouch well, seven hundred? What's it you, called? I mean, you actually way well, you you could because this is, this has AirPlay too. Well, yeah, so but you, the, but you can't. I don't think you can AirPlay two to different manufacturer devices. Oh, sure, you can. That's that's the whole thing with AirPlay two. But then, how just, do they stay in sync? Because like it it being like to the milli, like the millisecond like in tune. I, I feel like that. I think work. your phone. I think your phone is managing that. I don't trust iOS seventeen with a lot of stuff. Or iOS fourteen. No, I'm 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 pretty. I mean, you can do some further research on this, but I'm I'm pretty sure AirPlay two is device agnostic. Like you could you could target all kinds of different AirPlay two devices. Well, you first, because um, like I have the last generation version of this that's dumb, but uh, this sound power sounds amazing and has no bass issues. So if you ever get really displeased with your, instead of spending seven hundred dollars on a sub grab this and let me know what so they they have they have something called a base module that you can add to this mm-hmm. what is what is what i think is it that? used to be called like the acoustamast like but yeah it's basically just like a a, a big ass subwoofer that you is can it, get is it expensive i think so yeah seven hundred dollars <laughs> uh. well there's also a base module 500 which i mean Come on, what do you? Who, who, who's even doing that? That was three ninety nine. You go the same price as a Sonos Move. Uh, I, I'm I'm closing this Bose tab. This is making me sad. Uh before we get to uh, Mike was right thing. Uh, what's the? So last week we talked about the full self driving stuff. Um, but uh, maybe a day or two after we talked about it, there were some videos that went on Twitter and things about how it actually works and first impressions and such. Yeah, it's. It's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, Tesla is kind of famous for marking every one of their driver assistance features as beta. But, you know, it's it's almost like they do that kind of like in a like covering their own ass kind of way. Like they, they come across as fully baked features, but they they just put this beta disclaimer on them. Whereas this full self-driving beta like literally looks like just like a first cut where like all the animations are super rough. Um, like this looks like almost like a, like a debug unit or something. It does a full stop at a roundabout unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's, um, I, I think what I sent to you and the thing is it's, it's a lot when you watch these videos. It's not good, but, but, but again, if you, and, and here's the, I, I, I've, uh, Tesla Twitter is, is the worst Twitter where like at the, if you look at the replies and again, never read the replies to that roundabout video, everybody's talking about it's doing almost so good. Or like this, this is amazing when basically like the car, if anybody's falling behind you and you just make a f- unnecessary full stop for no reason, that's not good. Right. Uh, like, oh yeah. So, uh, Brentonator. They're all good dogs, Brent. That footage is amazing. Uh, still needs progress. Mistakenly exiting the roundabout until uh, unit a parking. Okay. Anyway, but everybody's saying uh, I'm sure. But these situations, I'm sure it'll be rapidly refined in the coming months. Yeah, but it's being tested on public roads. It doesn't work that way, dude. We need to stress that this is a beta, and you must be vigilant when using the FSD beta. Thanks for the videos. Like California roads aren't aren't for your alpha software tests. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a good way to describe it. It really is. It looks like alpha software. Like if everybody wants to go to like if if Musk wants to go buy like a city in Nevada and just invite a bunch of his biggest fans to go like drive in a virtual city or like in like a closed off city and help. Like I'm sure a lot of people would find that to be like going to Disneyland or something. Like I mean I'm I'm sure, dead serious. Yeah. No, I know. Like go go do that. Like but I I, I know California's do under california's a lot right now but like when this has to get outlawed right or like somehow like yeah i I forget if this was offline online or we brought this on the show but it's not clear to me how tesla's even allowed to to ship stuff like this because i mean imagine this software came on a tesla that was being sold to a consumer like off the lot Mm mm-hmm like there's wouldn't that not be allowed? Like Probably. don't don't car features get like certified? I mean maybe that was one of like that that big book regulations that <laughs> that uh that our president keeps showing people that's mostly empty. Oh maybe there's an an EO for that. Like I just shipping these over the air updates that fundamentally change the um driver assistance stuff just seems like it wouldn't be allowed. The only thing I can think of is that maybe because you, you know, have to keep your hands on the wheel, maybe they're, they make the argument that it's not truly self-driving, but is just, but then their marketing is at, is at odds with reality. Well, actually, when has it not been, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I mean, remember mind. it's called, it's called autopilot. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Anyway, it's all it's it's all bad and it, 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 it profoundly irresponsible. I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah. the god the 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 people like cheering this thing on is just I I'm closing this tab. I uh-huh. can't I can't look at this. Yep, yep, yep. Don't ever read electric comments. No. Mm-mm. All right. Actually, the micro Mike was right thing. Well, I'm going to push because that's actually pick of the week. Um, what? else was there uh, i listened to that um atb uh, fancy camera oh segment. yeah let's let's do that um we'll keep kicking remote work down the can or down the road um like most companies uh what did you think so on atp this was i i, I listened to this when i was in idaho so it was the week of um 
October 4th. Yeah, this was episode 399. Wow. Uh, big one. Uh, we're at the end. There was an Ask ATP. And I feel like this question gets asked like every couple of years on that show. Uh, where there was a, uh, was it an expecting father, a new father? Who was the person who asked the question? Expecting father, yeah. They, uh, that person had asked, uh, are iPhone cameras so good that you don't need a fancy camera or should I get one? Was that the gist of the question? Right. Yeah. And then they all had their own differing ideas, I think, like, and, and to just <clears throat> specify like what the three hosts have. Casey has a kind of an old uh, Olympus Micro Four Thirds camera. S- uh, John Syracuse has um, a Sony A6300 APS-C camera. And Marco has, I think, a Sony A7R2 or something. But they all had differing opinions. John, to summarize, John advised that, yes, absolutely, you should have a, a fancy camera because, like, reasons... Uh, I forgot where Casey came down on it. And then Marco was like, no, your phone's good enough. Fancy cameras are stupid. But that's kind of the most... Like, Marco always has this whole thing where he just... He he makes his opinions sound like they're just the truth from God and no other answer is right, which is one of the most grating parts of that show. Um, But yeah, anyway, what was... Are, was the are those summaries accurate and what was your opinion of the discussion and what are your thoughts as somebody in this situation or recently in the situation yeah i think that summary is is mostly accurate and i i, I definitely f- found myself agreeing with parts of what Syracuse was saying and parts of what marco was saying um you know Syracuse's point was um a lot about how you know you're getting much much higher resolution photos out of a standalone camera which you know kind of helps future proof those photos makes them better for printing out etc you know you're always going to have much better glass on a standalone camera so you can do things like you know true zoom and generally better low light performance etc just by sheer physics of standalone cameras being larger than you know lenses that are in a in a phone he made a he made a point which was actually exactly my thought process when I um, bought my Sony camera last year, which was it probably isn't a good idea at this point to go out and buy like a cheap DSLR. Like I forget what like Sony's entry level DSLR is now. Um, just as like an example, but like my guess is if you were to go out and buy like those 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 probably start at what six seven hundred dollars an a6000 which has been kind of their entry-level model for five years now is i think 450 for the body or like 599 for a kit yeah it's probably the case that actually that would not be it's still considerably better than your phone but not good but you he was making a very valid point and you're concurring with this point which is if you're gonna do if you're gonna i i have the idea or agree that you should have a fancy camera you should at least go into it whole ass like you don't need to be an idiot like me who goes and finds like all the the fanciest prime lenses and makes it a big fussy hobby but you should at least maybe go full frame or at least like be into it for like at least like fifteen hundred dollars and do it the right way or at least that way you can't like then be bummed out that oh i didn't have the right equipment for it 
Yeah, so that was that was my thinking when I when I got my um A7 III last year that that was a high enough end camera where it definitely would be a you know a meaningful upgrade from like my um from my iPhone. Um but you know, I I also totally get what Marco was saying around there being a lot of ancillary advantages to taking photos with your iPhone with those, including things like just the, the general workflow and handling of those photos is so much easier where, you know, we, we all kind of, I mean, I know maybe you're a bit of an exception, but like most of us like primarily look at photos just on our phones, like when we're sharing them with people when we're looking at them ourselves, like more times than not, it's just on our phones. And obviously when you take a photo with your iPhone, it's instantly right there. It's geotagged, it's organized, it's just right there in the Photos app. Whereas, you know, like with with my setup with with my Sony camera, like I do end up getting those photos into the Photos app on the iPhone and they, you know, end up being mixed in with all my iPhone photos, but it's it's a it's a process to make that happen, which you know, I kind of enjoy, which is part of what Marco got into as well, but so, so I, I, I agree, but uh, th- that was my most like kind of like uh, me yelling in the car like while like this discussion was going on, and I think uh, in the after show John kind of hit this hammered this point home, which is the question wasn't should I not have a cam- a smartphone and only have like if it's are you going to embark on having a, like a interchangeable lens camera and using that and thinking that's better than having a smartphone alone you still have your smartphone with you. So I guess like that's not the fact that there's maybe some workflow issues, which like I I have documented on this show tons of time, which is it I've done a lot to minimize the friction of sharing and having to like get stuff like out of camera in into like a shareable form or something that I can look at, but you still have your phone with you. And as like the iPhone 12 Pro apparently has like a, 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 a decently improved camera and the 11 Pro was a massively improved camera. Like you still have that with you. So that wasn't necessarily the question. And I think John kept reiterating that point is, is it a worthwhile hobby or thing to have, especially with a a, a newborn or somebody where you're kind of like you're making memories that you just will not have another option to recapture in the future but again, like, I mean, within your case, like you did find it, <clears throat> find it to be uh, a decent thing to invest in and try to learn and stuff like that. But also, I assume some of your favorite photos are stuff that you took on your camera phone and you were happy that you had that and that that's of reasonable quality, but that there's also stuff that you took on your fancy camera that are intentional and detailed and artistic in a way that would have probably not been possible on your phone at all. So I guess like that's the part where it's not an either or, and I felt like Marco kept phrasing it as though it was. Yeah, that that's a fair point, and and John, you know, properly called him out for that. Um, yeah, I you know I I I think the the other thing that that um I forget if this was John or if, if Marco said this that I also kind of found myself agreeing with, which is part of getting a standalone camera is also sort of. Um, I know this is kind of a little bit of a weird analogy, but follow me. It's, it's, it's what we've talked a lot about with like at home espresso making bingo. No, absolutely. It's the process. Um, it's it's the, the process. It a hundred percent. Like I, 
I actually, I really enjoy the process of my standalone camera. Like I enjoy getting the bag ready for when we're, I mean, not that this has unfortunately been happening a lot. And most of the time I've had the camera, but like in the occasion that we do go out somewhere, like I like the process of getting the bag together, making sure I've got all the, the right gear and stuff. Um, I like the actual like setup of getting everybody ready to take the photos. And then even when you then get home, like getting the photos off of, off of your camera on either your computer or phone and organizing them like that whole thing. Like I enjoy that process, but I could also totally see someone who would just not like that process. Someone who wants high quality photos, but who doesn't want to go through all that. Like I would not judge somebody for that. That absolutely makes sense. And again, that's, that speaks to so like, where, like I've talked in the past about like the, the intentionality and that being a lot of the joy of it, where like when you choose to take a photo of a person or a subject with like your, your eye with your iPhone and your Sony camera, I assume you treat those as kind of different experiences. Whereas you're oh, 100%. With, your, with your iPhone, yeah. not that we're not all like fancy artistic perfect instagram it's, 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 it's a pocket camera well no it, it's a thing where you, you you're you're pointing your your 4g rectangle or your 5g e rectangle at a thing and you're tapping a button like there's very i know some people are amazing iphonographers and stuff like that but you aren't being as deliberate or artistic in terms of like oh is this framed right or how how's the the foreground shot like any of that kind of stuff you're not really doing any of that because like it's, it's a phone you just you just click the button and you know, maybe like if you're handing your phone to somebody, you're like, hey, did take a whole bunch and I'll just hopefully one of them is OK, like whatever. And that's that's cool. And like and, and that's entirely valid. But when you are using like a standalone camera, like just by like by its format and the way that you use it, you're forced a little bit to slow down where you're maybe like that process, but also the intentionality of the photo of taking the photo generally means the output not e even irrespective of like the quality of like the optics and things it's going to be better because you were more thoughtful about it but that doesn't mean that like an iphone itself is not almost as good or can in many cases because of how versatile and the fact that it's literally always in your pocket is in frequent cases better but it's just different so i don't know but yeah, i mean but, the, the iphone the iphone has I think two really big advantages to it. One is that it's it's the device that's always with you. So whereas like bringing your fancy standalone camera, there's a bit more thought and intentionality, as you would say, to bringing that and having it with you. I mean, your iPhone's always with you, and obviously your best camera is the one that's one the one the one that you have, right? And the the second thing is all of the software advantages that the iPhone has. Yep, and like. For like even for someone like me, that's actually really relevant still. Where I've gotten a little bit better with my Sony camera, but like I think as is probably pretty painfully obvious on the show, like there's still a ton I I don't really know about it. So I'm sure there's a lot there, or a lot that I'm doing with that camera. Where if I take a particular photo and then took the same photo with my iPhone, like through software, the iPhone would do a lot of really intelligent things that I could also do on the sony camera and actually do better in a lot of cases but would require me to know how to do them whereas the iphone just kind of does all that automatically in a pretty good way this is one thing that kind of do you remember the day where the sky turned orange or the uh -huh. sun didn't rise 
Right. One of the funny parts about that from like a photography perspective is that on Twitter, when people are trying to share stuff about it, the iPhone is so tuned in terms of computational photography stuff that it made it very difficult to capture what the sky looked like. It, it didn't it didn't account for a day. When the sky would be well, because it, because it was trying so hard to optimize for what it expects things to look like, which is kind of why, like, I, I like, again, like I can go super into the weeds on like photography, like technicalities and stuff like that. But the way that the iPhone is designed to almost always get you the ideal shot and adjust for stuff that you shouldn't ever really need to think about is one of its huge strong suits. But in a lot of ways, a lot, it frequently doesn't actually work that well because it's trying to always give you that, hey, it's a sunny day, give you a bright blue sky photo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I mean, the iPhone is all of the smarts that can be l- rolled into uh, machine fusion. What's it called? Deep pixels. I think you're I think it's deep fusion. I think you have to combine those two phrases you just something something like that. Whatever. Sweater sweater mode. What, what wait, what did I just call it? Machine fusion? Whatever. Deep deep fusion. Oh, no, what what was the wrong one? Anyway. Which um, one are you? Who even knows anymore? I'm eating too much granola. Um <laughs> uh, But yeah, like it it's working really hard to uh, to give you the best possible results in a lot of different scenarios, which which is cool. And that's and that's nice for a lot of people where you kind of don't like me, like I, I would ever like hesitate to give somebody like my Sony camera with like a bunch of funky settings that are only tuned to me where on, and you can hand anybody your iPhone and they will snap a photo and the iPhone will have had enough smarts to get you a pretty usable photo no matter what. So I mean, there's a lot to be said about that. But again, my point is that having it as a separate thing for somebody with like a new life event or a new housemate or that's just getting married or taking a vacation or something like I still think there's a lot of value in it for a lot of reasons. And that conversation, which again, people go, I mean, go check it out. I mean, ATP is a great show overall, but I I found the conversation like kind of lopsided and maddening in certain ways. I do think eventually kind of all of the relevant details and considerations did eventually get out, but I frequently always get super annoyed whenever Marco says stuff in a really definitive way that's not really inclusive of stuff that isn't what he thinks. I think you like if you combine what the three three of them said Mm -hmm. into kind of a a single through line or conclusion, I think it was basically spot on, which and maybe I'll try to like summarize that, which is that it used to be the case that when you were having these big life events like a new housemate that getting a standalone camera was a was a total no-brainer and as phone cameras and like specifically the iphone camera has gotten a ton better over the years that decision has gotten a little less obvious Mm -hmm. and i think we're to the point now where it still makes sense for many different people including kind of tech enthusiast people like myself but probably doesn't make sense for plenty of other folks as well most definitely and and with that like so i i think to call back to something that you said earlier just to round this out like i think people who are interested in like either gear and or process absolutely one million percent it's worth it and 
Casey, I think, had a good point where he mentioned that just hey, like I don't I don't use it as much as he as I used to, and also like his his camera is like super old and Micro Four Thirds is kind of a dead technology. But anyway, like he he did mention that of his kids, like some of his absolute favorite photos came from that, just because no matter how good funky portrait mode tries to approximate fake bokeh or whatever, like with a good like. 50 millimeter lens or something like it's it, you get shots that are just like no smartphone will ever get some photos that are as good as what you get with a fancy camera and when you get that photo it is worth it oh yeah i mean all all of the kind of more important photos that i've wanted to take of our new housemate that's always been with the fancy camera and if i if I looked at every single picture um, that I've taken of her over the last eight and a half months, and regardless of whether I took them on my phone or on the fancy camera, like I'm sure that like my top twenty favorite photos would would probably all be from the fancy camera. And so for for that reason alone, for me, that makes it worth it. Yeah. But again, that 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 goes to the point of you still have your iPhone in your pocket, and if you want something that you can share immediately, like you have a above average acceptable photo you can share, and then when you get home and you want to sit down and you have a slight amount of distance from that event or that thing, it's even better. So you get the best of both worlds. Like that's I, I that's why I feel like again, it's absolutely not an either or. So yeah, why not? You know, it's a, a funny kind of quirk in this conversation is video which i think is unquestionably better on an iphone i've i've not taken a single video on my fancy camera because the videos on my iphone are just so darn good that is mostly correct the one tip that i would give you and others is on sony cameras you can make it so that the record button works even when you're not in like movie mode which eliminates a lot of the friction for it but also the iPhone is a really fucking good video camera. It really is. Yeah. Like for all my complaints, because the thing is, I feel like unless you're like a, an Adam Lisagor type, like most of us don't know shit about video. So iPhones are just so much better at it where like, even if I was trying to be super fancy and in like, I like optically, I know like all the things I should be adjusting. Like I, there's the, the Delta between, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the difference between like, what I'm going to get on a $4,000 fancy camera and my iPhone with what I know is almost no difference because the iPhone's so much better and optics don't make the difference there. Well, and I mean, just capability, like my, my iPhone can shoot 4k 60, which is, which is usually what I shoot in. And I, you know, I know, I, I know some people hate it. I, I personally for, for home videos really like the look of, 60 frames a second and you know like my my sony a7 III can't do that it does 4k at 30 so um i mean the iphone is just more capable yeah and soon you'll be able to take it in dolby vision i damn it with the joke i was gonna make with the one hdmi cable in marin county that can appropriately send it to from the apple tv (laughs) All the super exciting videos in my backyard in Sony Dolby Vision. Wait, so does Sony own Dolby? Wait, no. I'm c- confusing different 
gadgets and topics here. No, just okay. Dolby Vision. No, it's cool. You can edit that out. That's great. <laughs> All right. Because uh, it's going to be too much of a pain in the butt to de- deal with it in logics if I just keep talking. All right. Anyways, people should go listen to that. But overall, again, fancy cameras are worth it. Um, the A7R or the A7 IV is coming out soon. So the A7 III took a price drop in case anybody's looking for it. I think it's down to 1600 I was just I was just looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Man, What's I, uh, can I ask you a quick question around this out? Yeah, I'm I'm not really in the market for another lens because again, not really going anywhere these days. But like theoretically, at some point in the future, when we start going places more often, like what what lens should I be saving up for now? How much? It it, it depends. You should. I think for you, you should get either the you should get the twenty four one hundred five, which is the it's the vacation slash Disneyland lens where it just covers such a wide range of focal lengths. It's good. It's the minivan of lenses. So that's a pretty good one. This is the Sony 24105G F4 constant aperture full frame lens. Got it. I mean, like, there's a whole lot. Like, I, I, once you, I know you would never do it, but it, once you start, like you go out of auto mode more, the 41.2 Voigtlander lens is the most fun and rewarding lens you can possibly get. But I don't think you would buy it because it's a manual focus lens. Mm. But it's mm. very, it's, it's, it's fun. How many lenses do you have? <sighs> Wow, Good but that's be, that's because but, but I, you're no, but you've 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 earned that. You're you're deep in the photography stuff. Yeah, and also one of them I bought specifically for my um, road trip for as a wildlife lens, and I'm unsure if I'm going to keep that. Well, I was going to say you've made the point on the show before too, which is that these lenses like hold their value really, really well. So yeah. it's not like you're holding on to like this depreciating asset. Yeah, these aren't like Deutschmarks or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because I've sold two, and I think I've only like I mean the last lens I sold was the um uh, the lens I used for the the relay event, um the eighty five millimeter Sony one point eight, and I bought it for five hundred and fifty dollars and sold it for like four fifty. Like I'm not losing much on it for a lens I had for a year. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. All right, we'll push everything else to next week because nothing. What's happening in the next six days? Um, <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, Dodgers suck. For lots of reasons. Um, and yeah, let's do show specials. Let's move on. <laughs> just, just had to get that in. No, because I, I, I couldn't remember the name of the 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 objectively bad guy, Justin Turner. Yeah, that that that's really that's, upsetting. We haven't. I'll make a prediction here. We've <laughs> not heard the end of that story. There's going to be more that comes out about that. Oh yeah, because allegedly their their whole story is about like, oh yeah, they tried to restrain him off the field and all this kind of stuff, and then yeah. no, he, he just wouldn't he wouldn't be left alone, and he's just like a little kid that you can't. He's like a toddler who you just can't control. Uh, and also, I did like that Manfred got booed for like 90 straight seconds when he was trying to give some type of speech after the game was over, and it's pretty good because he deserves it. Uh, maybe what's his name? Who's the the New York Times guy who's apparently like BFFs with him? Who did that long interview with him? Oh, um, darn it! I I forget his name. I'm so bad at remembering <laughs> the the journalist names on the the yeah. Daily. As we've covered, their names are all collectively not Mike. <laughs> You're right. Um, 
Anyway, so yeah, so that's it, I I do want to hear more about what happens with that because that that was insane, and also the Dodgers are bad people. Yeah, I think we're gonna hear more about that. Yep, Chef Specials. I'm gonna double down on one of yours because it came in in handy over this past week, and that's the uh, KQED uh, Bay Curious podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what an awesome set of. Um, then the podcast, not the right word, just little audio programs. Um, just fantastic. You know, roughly 10 minutes each uh, covering each proposition that we have on the ballot here in California, laid out in a super clear, mostly neutral way that, uh, although I, I do like that they, they interject a little bit, like when, like when you got like a, like a prop 24, that's just kind of crazy. Oh, which which one was that one? That's the 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 consumer privacy one. Oh yeah, and I also did like it was very helpful context when they're like, oh yeah, the EFF doesn't actually know what to think of this. <laughs> right, I know that 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 made me feel better because I had you know read into that one a little bit more. And like the more I read, I was like, I feel like I'm getting more confused. And then yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh okay, good, it's not just me. And then the the whole California mantra of uh, when in doubt, vote no. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I was um I didn't listen to every single one because there well, were some there of them were, were slam dunks or where you're kind of like yeah. I know where I stand on this it, exactly yep exactly but there were a handful that I I really didn't quite know which direction to go and they they helped out a lot so yeah public radio highly recommend I really thought you were going to go with the uh the the brownie sandwiches but Ooh, yeah save it for another week yeah oh man those things are oh they're so good <sighs> I'm out and I. I don't have time to go to Trader Joe's in the next couple of days, and I'm super bummed. I bought, I, I like, I picked up one box, and as I was walking away, I went back and picked up a second because I'm like, I know I'm going to like these things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad I did. Yep. All right. So, my chef specialist, this one unfortunately might be a slightly longer one. Uh, the Apple, we've talked about Apple TV and the fact that it's completely unnecessary and it's kind of a, ill um ill-conceived vanity project slash cash grab but the ted lasso show is it's it's great i thought this is this is what this is going to be about all right that was one of my guesses and yeah i'm super excited to watch this show so i'm glad you liked it well so first uh no on that for you though because you still need to watch succession and they're like that's a higher priority Okay. But if you're feeling like you need a pick me up, like in case this week doesn't go well, I on Sunday and Monday, I watched all 10 episodes and it's good. Jason Sudeikis is, is, is hilarious. It's it's consistently funny. It's not it's not like it's you feel like it's gonna be like kind of like, oh, like a, a thing that people have done over and over again, over again. Aha, cultural differences, fish out of water and that kind of stuff. But it's not just that. And even for somebody like I I don't care for soccer or football at all. Like it's really, really good. And I didn't really want to like it as much, even though I do like Jason Sudeikis. Um, it's hilarious and it's good. And it, and it's it's positive and fun. like it, it's it's legit. Like whenever TV ads say something's heartwarming, you always know that's a bunch of nonsense. This is. I. Even though Apple TV Plus is is a silly pursuit, and I vaguely resent Apple for doing it, it it's worth it for this show. 
It's very good. Wow. Yeah, every everybody keeps saying that it isn't quite what you expect it to be, but I, I don't I don't really want to know why that is because I I want to see it for myself. But I, that's the part I'm most curious about. Like I, I and I think like the the most common response to that would be like it feels like it could be very one note. Like you know how like a lot of just like network sitcoms or something like this is very much like just ah we're running the same joke into the ground for 24 episodes. Right. This isn't that. Like you you kind of don't yeah anyway I, I, there's nothing else to say about it but. It's very good. So again, your the cue for anybody out there, and specifically you, would be if you haven't watched Succession, watch that, and then after that, Ted Lasso. Unless things go awry or you're having a rough one, in which case, three episodes of Ted Lasso will kind of turn your year around. Yeah, but we've also got Baby Yoda coming back. So, uh, I think I'm going to cancel Disney Plus. <laughs> no, I, and I don't need like this. This is this is a teaser for next week. Um, I got a free year of Disney Plus from my um wireless provider and that's over with next month and i have no reason to renew holy it holy crap yeah disney plus has been out for a year wow yeah time time goes by so quickly and slowly yeah i mean i, I don't know i guess i i don't know why i'm so surprised because Mandalorian season two is coming out and it's that was a launch show on disney plus so yeah, yeah it's been a year oh man 